starting with what you enjoy, what you're good at, like what excites you. You're going to find so much more fulfillment when you start with what you actually want to do. And then you're going to be in such a high vibration. Like the money's just going to come. Welcome to Real with Teal. This world is evolving, my friends. We are elevating as a collective, and it is my mission to expand your mindset and see the realness. You will be hearing from the top thought leaders, change makers, and entrepreneurs across all industries on how energy, intuition, manifestation, and consciousness have all played a massive role in their success and fulfillment. I'm your host, Teal Cooper. Let's get real. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. I am super excited for you to hear this chat with Tiffany Paul. Tiffany is one of those people where after talking to her, I just was just like fired up. I mean, her energy about her, she just speaks with such passion and purpose and conviction. And I truly just had the best time chatting with her. So a little bit about Tiffany. Tiffany is a multi-passion entrepreneur. Okay. She is the founder of a company called Slep Life, which is a curated sleep marketplace. She's also the owner of a travel business, which has taken some major pivots due to COVID, which we get into a little bit. And she recently just launched a consulting business for influencers developing their own product-based brands, which is super exciting. But most importantly, Tiffany's mission and purpose in life is to really help people wake up and break free from the matrix. We get in to all about what the fucking matrix is, but to sum it up, she really helps people break free from all the societal programs and bullshit that we've been taught to believe just by living in this society called life. And we really, you know, get into the fact that no one else is responsible for creating your dream life, but you. And we can sit here and make all the excuses in the world as to, you know, why things don't play out in our favor. Maybe it's because of our upbringing or X, Y, Z, who knows, but what we have to understand is our upbringing and the trauma, all the hardships, those have been probably the biggest gifts in our entire life because they taught us the lessons that we came here to learn and overcoming those challenges and obstacles gave us the strength to break free from the programs and first become aware that, you know, we live in this in this life where our beliefs and our perceptions truly create our reality. So the first step of understanding this is becoming aware. And that's what we really, you know, get into today is becoming aware of what the matrix is and how to break free from it. So I'm super pumped for you to hear this conversation. And if you enjoyed this episode, give us a shout out on Instagram. Make sure you tag at I am Tiffany Paul and at Real What's Heal on your story. Take a screenshot. Give us some love. Let us know what your favorite parts were that resonated and make sure you check out our podcast because it is fucking amazing. So make sure you check it out. It's called Break the Matrix. With that, let's dive into the episode. When we accidentally bumped into each other in LA, like there's no accidents, like yeah, you know this. And I was like, oh, who are these ladies? And that <laughs> night we like didn't even really get to reconnect. And then magically a month later, we're fucking sitting right across from each other at another event. And I just so love funny. when the universe is like, um, hello, you missed it the first time. Here, literally, you go. you're meant to be in each other's lives. Yes. 
So I just re-listened to your first episode of season two of your podcast, Break the Matrix. And it just like fires me up in this way that I can't explain because it just resonates so deeply. And I can't wait for you to talk about everything that your message entails. But like, I would love to start by you kind of sharing your story and taking us through your evolution of how you came to do what you do now. Yeah. So I really feel like, and I think I mentioned this in the first episode, like I really feel like at this point, like who I am, and <laughs> my story is almost irrelevant, but it's also necessary for people to be like, why are you talking about this? Um, well, but- and when I met you, you were like telling me so much about your like life pre pandemic. And I resonated yeah. so much with that. So I think it all plays hand in hand with your awakening too. hundred percent. Yeah, no, it's an important question, but it's like, I'm so fired up to be of service and to like wake people up that I'm like, I just want to be like, how are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, what can we talk about? So yeah. The, the short version is essentially, you know, I grew up with not a lot of money and I just, you know, society conditions you to believe that once you get the six figure salary or the corner office, you're going to be happy. I always envisioned that I would be a top executive at like a fortune 500 company out of college. I got a job with Procter and Gamble, like the largest consumer goods company in the world. I lasted there for 10 years, even though like halfway through, it was like, mm not quite sure this is the dream because I found myself really dimming down my personality, um, watering down how I said things, just watering down every essence of who I am. Like I am bold. I am direct. I am, you know, in business terms, aggressive. Um, a man would just be like a man, but like, I'm, I'm aggressive. Cause I'm a female that didn't necessarily fit within corporate America. And so I really started hiding down those parts and growing up, I was also too much for my family. So it was just like, well, this is what we do. We just dim down who we are. This is what we do in life to get ahead, to make the money. And finally, you know, enough was enough. The day I feel like I made that decision, my body was just like, I was in the fetal position, stomach ache, couldn't do it anymore. You know, I think so many are relating in the fact that they, for a long time, maybe things weren't working, but then eventually you just hit a wall where it's just, your life is no longer, it doesn't, there's no resonance, whether it's your job, your marriage, a friendship, your hobbies, like something changed because you're changing, you're evolving, you're waking up. It's your universe. It's your universe, like communicating with you like through your body. Cause most of us don't listen to our intuition. We just shove it aside. Um, And so I left and I took this leap into being an entrepreneur, which is also painted as like this big dream. Like you're your own boss. And I was like, this fucking kind of sucks. Like (laughs) I'm alone. (laughs) Like it's stressful with the finances. I'm not showing up as the best mom, the best wife. I had two under two and I'm just like, okay. Also they say being a mom is like the best. And I'm like, this is really hard to like, talk about like light and dark. (laughs) Like everyone's like, it's so amazing, but it's actually really fucking hard. Like there's so many days I'm like, I'm in a jail cell and, and somebody will hear that and be like, wow, you're an asshole. But like, this is just, I think being parent is so hard, especially when you have big dreams. How do you fucking do that and be there for your your kids? It's really hard. So all these life experiences of being a corporate employee, being an entrepreneur, being a mom, And really like, you know, I'm just fucking honest. I'm like, this is not feeling like the dream. Something's missing here. And so I really went on this exploration of what is going on. And it was during this time of like mass awakening. 
And I just really started seeing what I call like the matrix, the programs that we're living in, how we're so conditioned from an early stage, most of us from our parents and in the most subtle ways, you know, there's this idea that your parents have unconditional love for you. But if you really think back to a lot of our childhoods, it's not everybody, when you get the most love and attention is when you do something good, when you act well, when you achieve just like this, the tiniest little conditioning early on, it becomes a program that you have running through your mind that you have to achieve, you have to do to be enough, to be, you know, of service, to be worthy. And throughout, you know, this kind of, I'll call it my spiritual awakening. I just became aware of all of these little programs and messages that were like tucked away in my subconscious mind and fucking running my whole life. No wonder I wasn't happy because I wasn't even operating from authenticity, from my soul, from spirit. I was, I was in the program. And so I really broke free of that this past year, especially during my rock bottom, just, um, you know, we, we can go into that or we can just leave it there and put a pin in it. But that's where my passion to like help others break free from the matrix, whether, whether that looks like the internal programming in their minds or a relationship or a job or fill in the blank that they feel is running their life instead of them running their life. So powerful. I'm, I want to go there because I think it's so interesting about hitting rock bottoms. Do you feel like that's something we need to go through in order to kind of come out on the other side of this awakening. Like I'd love to learn what that experience looked like for you. I really believe fully that we are contracted. Like I believe in soul contracts that we agreed to ahead of time, how we will wake up because when I hit my rock bottom, I was like, Holy fuck. This just like blew everything open for me so quickly and I woke up almost like so fast in ways that it was almost like a blessing, I think, because I, th- I feel like it was the worst, but like the ha- like hardest, but like really fast. I saw everything that was fucked up versus I, now that I'm on this path, have found many people that wake up through joy or through exploration or travel or through having a child. So it's really interesting to me. And I have a sibling can speak to my own experience, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's required. I do think in ways it's contracted. So I don't think we need to be like looking for this rock bottom. Yeah. But I think that from it, there are advantages, even though you're walking through the fire. I've had these beautiful conversations with some of my, my soulful friends lately. It's like, if you are one that walk through the fire to wake up, trust that your like energetic container is being expanded. Because when you walk through the fire, you are better able to hold other people's pain. And so for me, someone who wants to be of service, I feel like this expansion is one in which my ability to hold your story, the next, the shit in the world, like so that I can stay steady was required. But maybe for somebody else, like their expansion didn't need, didn't require that to step into their mission. I think Mm -hmm. that it's all predetermined, honestly. Yeah, I feel that. I think for me, like the pandemic was a big wake up, uh, wake up point for me just because how much it fucked my life up in a sense. It was like career. And I know your career was totally pivoted from COVID. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, first off the pandemic in general, I think was designed to wake everybody up. And what's interesting is that some people are just still so not awake. They're just, but again, that's why I'm like, are you contracted to stay asleep (laughs) or like what's going on here? We're never going to have all the answers. Absolutely not. But it's a beautiful thing. I know there's so much pain and hardship and sickness and death and loss, 
But from this, I'm sure you can agree, like there is beauty because you're waking up. And when you wake up to what's running you or what's not working in your life, then you're finally able to take action. It's like everybody's rock bottom in a way. You know what I mean? No, totally. Um, Yeah. And so talking about how my business was impacted by the pandemic, I left my corporate job for uh, my first business, which was in the travel space. So I was doing multiple six figures a year in revenue and overnight, zero dollars. So I had taken this leap with not much savings because I had an established business and I had invested pretty heavily planning for 2020 to make that money back. And so you kind of go into the red a little bit, bringing in inventory and things like that. And so I found myself like underwater by the end of 2020. And so it was just like a nightmare. And I realized though, how much I had been relying on that business to almost prove to myself that I was enough or I could live life on my own terms. And now that I'm kind of through that, I'm like so thankful that I had that experience of I was building from a desire to prove myself, to be something, to make something of myself, to be successful. And not that there's anything wrong with that energy, but it's not the purest, most potent, powerful energy there is. And so I'm glad I became aware, like awake to that energy so that I could heal it. So how do you build and create from like, what energy place do you come from now? Yeah. So I actually hired a coach to fucking figure that out. Cause I'm like, well, well now- I want one too. <laughs> yes. I'll give her a shout out. She's on Instagram, the soul frequency, and she has a podcast. And so she's a coach and she does all this um, work around conditioning, which is what attracted me to her. And so she talks about this a lot. And this is what made me say, yes, is that a lot of people leave their corporate job. They step into their soul mission, their life's work, but they're doing it still from old programming. And so until you can break the program, your soul work is not going to feel as fulfilling, which is again, a story they tell us, right? Once you're in your purpose, once you're being of service, it's going to feel good. I also started hitting a wall where I was doing my podcast as an act of service. And I was still like wanting it to grow faster and wanting, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, this doesn't feel good. My ego is still ruining (laughs) even my soul work. And so just, um, I found the only way I was able to get through it. Well, first off, if you don't have a coach, it's just becoming aware of the program because when you come aware of it, you can basically talk yourself off the ledge. You can reframe it. You can ground yourself in the truth of how you want to build. And so my coach has kind of worked with me to kind of see that and mirror it back. And then from there, it's almost as simple and as, um, complicated, is setting an intention to change it because mm-hmm. intentions are basically an intention to reprogram. So it's like, I don't want to build from that. That doesn't feel good. When you get so sick of your own bullshit, you're like, I'm fucking ready. So you're just like, what, what do I want to create? And that's where you get to fill in the blank X, Y, Z. It's if you're not building from a place of proving yourself, then maybe you're building from a place of creation and joy and service. And also If you don't start to get the energetic almost return, as far as somebody telling you you did a good job or making money, my coach freed me from the belief that like, I didn't have to feel bad about that. I was like, I'm doing all this work and I'm not making money. And like, how do you make this work outside the matrix when like you're doing what you love, but it's not making money. And so she's like, anybody's going to burn out. 
from that. You think people are just going on serving and no one's telling them they're doing a good job and they're not making any money. No, like that's energetically, it's not an even exchange. You're just giving, giving, giving and not getting back. And then the first, my first response was like mad at the universe. Like, come on. I took the leap. I did all the things. Mm -hmm. I downsized my life to make this happen. You know, I got a smaller house. Like I, I downsized my entire lifestyle. I left the safe job and then I did the business thing and then that collapsed. And so you're like, there's this misbelief, I think, out there that it's like, if you just take the leap, the net's going to appear. And I just don't believe that's true. And so in the meantime, I think it's like building bridges. It's like, okay, can I do that? And like, how can I use my skill set and my history or get a job to pay the bills? So it's once just, you took that yeah. leap, um, I guess, what would you say like are things to do in order to start seeing that return of exchange? Is it get a job, like a mindset perception, get a job. I'm serious. Like the moment you take away your financial security or safety, you're going to be fucking like the worst, like mentally. Mm -hmm. And it's not forever. I'm saying, and when I say job, I mean like consulting on the side, a part-time job at target. Like I know like most people's ego says like, Oh, not, I could never do that. It's like, when you don't have money to make you feel safe, you put so much pressure on your business that it's not going to be fun. That's how I felt. The moment my financial security was gone, I was like, this is not fun. And there's this study that I've talked about in another episode of my podcast where they did this um, study in like with gorillas in a zoo. And I might get it slightly off, but you'll get the concept where they tested this ability to solve a problem with the animals in the zoo and the animals in the wild. And the animals in the zoo did much better than the animals in the wild. And so they're like, well, that's weird because you would think the people in the wild were like survival, like really good at problem solving. And they actually found that actually ability to be safe and calm and have your basic needs met opened up this ability to create and problem solve and work through things. And when I heard that study in the midst of fucking feeling like I had to pay the bills and make my purpose and passion into a business, I it just clicked for me. And so I picked up a, a part-time consulting job for like a legal company, like fucking legal company. Like that's so boring. And so that's what I did um, because I was like, I need the money. And so that is instantly, I felt so much more free. And I think sometimes we think like we have to leave the matrix and like never, you know, give in again. And there's something about safety. I think that helps open up. Oh, did, yeah. yeah. Did that answer your the, question? For yeah. sure. No, I think when we're not in a place of like fight or flight or survival, yes. then it allows us to kind of have that flow come in more easily and yes. start to see like the, you know, the joy in the day to day. And I think it all comes down to how we're feeling as, as you know, bodies. And if we're not like vibrating at a high frequency, feeling good, then there's, what's the point of anything. Yeah. And if you can get there without a job, great. I energetically couldn't like, I feel like, you know, scout is our mutual contact. She's like, she'll be like, I just journaled on my, not, I'm not making fun of scout, but like I listened to her podcast and she's like, I just journaled on abundance and it's focused on abundance. And she like gets herself out of a fucking lack mentality through journaling and through her morning ritual. And, you know, for me, I felt like 
what would be more of service is to just fucking get my bills paid. Well, you, you know, know, had you follow Lacey Phillips, the TV magnetic? Yeah, podcast? she doesn't resonate with me. I try so hard. Everybody okay. loves her. And I'm like, I don't, I, I don't, but I follow her a little bit. I try. So I used to listen to her like a long time ago. I haven't in a while, but she used to talk about, I forget what she called it, but it was like in the sense, a safety net fund before you leave your, whatever you're doing, that's not serving you to jumping into what your calling is yes. to always have that safety net, which I think is so important. And that kind of goes hand in hand with what you're saying, but I want to dive into the matrix because in, I think a lot of people listening might be, you know, this is their first time hearing the matrix and that terminology, even though it's this buzzword that if you're in this world, you're seeing it pop up a lot. Mm-hmm. Will you break it down in like, I guess, layman's terms of just kind of like what the matrix is and your own experience with it? Yeah. The matrix is a program that we legitimately are living in. And so sometimes that can be like triggering for people to hear because especially in the U S it's like land of the free. And we all like have a lot of freedom in our life. So to face the reality that there is a program at play collectively within the systems and how we are conditioned as a whole, that is part of the matrix. And then also the mind, as I mentioned earlier, the matrix also exists within. There's a program that you and I, we all have running. It's not like I've like completely cleared it. We all have running based off of all of our life experiences, all of our, you know, um, our family of origin, like growing up, all of our life experience creates these beliefs and systems and programs that keep us operating in a certain um, way. And a lot of the systems at play collectively are controlling us through fear. And the reality is if we all got together and just decided we're not going to do X, Y, Z, we would have freedom over this small group of people, the small group of systems telling us this is how it is. And we, we do this things this way. And so not saying that we have to do that. I'm not saying like burn everything down. It just is realization of like looking at all the systems at play, whether it be government, healthcare, the education system, our corporate, um, corporate culture, how they say things are is how it is. That's the program. We have to show up every day and we do have to feed the system in ways because we have bills to pay. You know, we have to be, I mean, this is not saying we're going to run off into a field and like fucking grow our own tomatoes and like get off the grid. That's not what it's about. It's like when you become aware of like all the systems and programs running to keep you acting in accordance and on the hamster wheel, only then can you free yourself from it. Yeah. And then internally it's your own journey. And I think more people are familiar with that when we talk about inner work and maybe like inner child healing or trauma or just belief systems that you've developed growing up. Those are also the programs that are running you. And it's time that we become aware of the programs because only then can it, we stop ourselves from basically being on autopilot to the program. What's so interesting is like the whole, the break the matrix. It sounds like we're going to go out and do something physically. It's like on our outer world, but in reality, it's shifting our perceptions of our inner reality of like what's going on inside within our minds. So it's like the programs, meaning like these thoughts that are constantly popping up that tell us what we believe that we basically picked up on from childhood, from everyone around us is what creates the program in a sense. Correct. Like that's the program. Exactly. So think about it like this, instead of break the matrix, break the programming, 
break your patterns. How many of us fucking just go and loop de loop de loops? I know I do. How many fucking patterns have you had in your past relationships? Oh my with gosh. Your family. It's insane. We're all we fucking merry-go-rounds. Yeah. And we're still in them. Like, it's not this idea of like, you're just going to break the pattern and be free. Then the next one will come up, but then the next one will come up. But usually it will come up as you are taking action towards like your best life instead of just patterning in like the life that you just kind of sort of like. So when we break the matrix and change these perceptions, we're liberating ourselves. Yes. In a sense. Can you talk us through that? Like how has, I'm curious how that's looked like for you too. Yes. So I can give you an actual pattern that I broke. Yeah. I'd love to hear in it. In my relationship. So for like, I'm telling you like fucking, I mean, I've been with my husband since I was 19, so maybe even 15 oh, wow. years. And so for 10 years of our relationship, I had this programming running subconsciously that I didn't really realize that I was like not lovable. And that really came from growing up in an environment where just like who I was as I was, was not accepted. Even recently, I brought this to my mother and I was like, what's your perception of like raising me? And she was like, you were just a lot. You never listened, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, so this fucking perception is like a real perception is not me like living in la la land like who I was was a lot and so I had this misbelief that I was not like loved and supported so I would fucking like blow up on him like randomly with the smallest things like I remember one example we were like at a fair and he didn't he ordered a corn dog and didn't order me a corn dog and I'm like that was a huge <laughs> blow up, you know, because it's like never yeah. about the corn dog. It's really about me not feeling loved and supported. Mm -hmm. And so instead of being calm and being like, that actually made me feel like, like, who does that? I mean, we all have our triggers, right? I was triggered. That made me feel like you weren't like supporting me. And I really would have wished that you would have ordered me a corn dog. But little moments like this went on and on and on for like a decade, like not like probably like quarterly, like four times a year would just like fucking I'd be triggered because, you know, the week was weird or whatever. So we had these quarterly blowups and I, I could never figure out why I acted like this until I became aware of the program. And my, that was through my therapist. So like just really tactically, like how you break the program is hiring a coach, hiring a therapist, doing a program like Lacey Phillips. Like you have to go into a program or with connect to a person that's going to mirror back. Hey, like, is there something else? And like challenge you to go deeper. And the moment I realized I had been blowing up all these times because I had the problem, not him. I had the problem. I was not feeling loved and supported as I am. I did not feel like I was worthy of love as I am. It was as simple as just becoming aware of it. It never happened again. Never. Wow. I know. And so sometimes just seeing the program, then you can just like, cause you, then you can become aware of it. Once you can see, that's what I said earlier. Once you see the program, you can stop yourself. <laughs> bless you. Thanks. You can stop yourself in your tracks. You're like, oh, I'm doing that again. You have to start watching your thoughts and emotions. Oh, like this is repetitive. And then you can just stop and then you can break the pattern by doing something different. And another great advice my coach gave me is that sometimes if somebody else is in a pattern that you're like, pulls you into your pattern, I always like blame them. Like they're this, but then I always respond the same way. She's like, you can break a pattern by reacting differently yourself walk away or like lean back in the conversation, lower your voice, change your energy. And then the pattern is broken. So it's like these tactical ways that when you start to become aware of it, you can just fucking free yourself from them. And you are so liberated because you can move through life um, much 
like stronger and you can reach that next level, that next bar, that next ring in the ladder because you're fucking free of what's weighing you down and keeping you in that cyclical cycle. So true. And I think the universe constantly will give you different, you know, lessons and different people or different bodies until you kind of learn that lesson. It's like a mirror to kind of get, like you said, you're, you get triggered. It's like, that's the whole point. I think of the people in our path at times is to trigger out certain, um, you know, programs that we have that are holding us back so we can face it. And if we don't, it's going to keep showing up in just different bodies, Mm -hmm. which is so interesting. I mean, do you, I, do you feel like as a whole, as a collective, like the thought forms that we are breaking is wide stream, like happening across the collective, like right now, why do you think that is? So I feel like this pandemic was designed just to wake us up. And I think when I say wake us up, it's wake us up to the fact that the systems in place have us disconnected from our power. And so that looks like busyness, this frantic energy, this patriarch, patriarchic, I can never say that word. Patriarchal. Yeah, patriarchal. I, I mean, it? I think. Patriarchy? Patriarch. I can say patriarchy. Patriarchal. Patriarchical. <laughs> <laughs> Don't edit this out. <laughs> Leave this goodness in there. Patriarchical. I'll just say it really fast. Okay. So, um, but it's just this like masculine energy that exists on this planet that we're just moving so fast that I really feel like we're here to be standing in our power. We're not here to be disconnected from our power. I think in that episode, the opening episode, which I think it was the what the fuck is the matrix episode. I talk about how I do believe we come here to be disconnected from our power. And then I believe the purpose of our lifetime here is to reconnect, to remember, to find sovereignty in who we are as an individual. And there's so many systems at play that are keeping us so disconnected. We are so busy, so exhausted, so worn out from the program that sure, some are remembering, but some are just too fucking busy and exhausted to do any of the work because it doesn't just happen. It's not like you just you know, wake up one day and you're fucking free. You have to put in the work. And it's like, they have us so run down that I just believe like a higher power came in and was like, fucking slow down. You're all going to go home. You're going to work from home. So you can hear your thoughts. So Mm -hmm. you can remember who you are. So you can ground yourself in what actually matters rather than what they tell you is important. What the societal story of living the dream is. And so I really just think collectively we are here to remember. And we were just so fucking far off track that I think a higher intervention came in and sure that looked like people, I, I can hear the question of like, well, why did people have to get sick and die? Again, I think things are so contracted. I think that we come here being like, they didn't sign up to live through a pandemic to be awakened. They signed up for something else and their journey here was complete. And I know that may be hard to hear if my loved one died, that my, that may or may not bother me. So I apologize if I trigger people, but I also am so committed to standing in my truth and also an acknowledgement that it's my truth, not collective truth. Mm -hmm. And that's what this experience is about right now is finding your truth and not projecting your truth onto anybody else or expecting anybody else to see everything 
the way you do. It's just your truth, your experience. And it would be impossible that we all agree and see things the exact way. That's just my experience of this, that we're supposed to remember. We're supposed to stand in our power. That's like our greatest contribution to this planet. It's not making a podcast or doing community service. It's literally showing up authentically 100% as we are because that vibration is healing. It brings joy. It is magnetizing. And so that I think is what we're here. And I think that we just needed a little bit of a fucking kick in the ass to get there. And not everybody signed up for this journey, whether that meant they had to pass on or they are just sleeping still. And we, we look to them with love and compassion because that's their journey. And it's not our, our, our place to apply our journey into anybody else's. That's part of also freeing yourself from the matrix. This desire so many of us feel to fix our partners or wake somebody up or change somebody or, you know what? True freedom and liberation of the program. That is a program right there. Free yourself from this need to make somebody else understand you and you just ground yourself in understanding you. And it's not as easier, it's easier said than done, but that's where the inner work comes in, but it's freeing ourselves from this need to fix other people and instead focus on freeing yourself. That is so powerful. And I admire you so much for like standing in your truth and speaking with such conviction and knowing that like this message isn't going to resonate with everyone, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. that's okay. I'm just curious, as you were saying, I had this question pop or speak saying all that I had a question pop up. Do you and your husband share the same beliefs? Like I know you're, you know, no, the answer is no. <laughs> like how do you, cause I know you're like, you want that pressure responsibility to like make other people see the way you see. How have you coped with that? If you're not on the same page, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's been a blessing in a lot of ways because again, it's allowed, it's been literally practiced every day to free myself from wanting to fix him. It's going back to what I said. So my mind would tell me this relationship isn't, we're not going to grow together. We're going to grow apart. Like he needs to, we need to be on the same page. And instead of letting the program run me and fear run me, right. Cause really at the root of it, and I still have this, I'm not completely free of it. There is a fear that me standing in my power and, thinking a certain way will separate us if he believes differently. He's not a very spiritual person and he doesn't really know, he doesn't really have a belief system about like why we're here or life after death. And he's just not that deep of a person. And he would say that too. And that's fine because he's like my best friend and I have my podcast and my girlfriends that are for my deep conversations, but it's been this ongoing practice to be like, I don't have to be angry that he's not on my level or that I can't share some things about him or he's like, sometimes I'll I'll say things and he's like, oh, cool. Or he'll like laugh at me. Yeah. You release the like responsibility or the pressure to like conform him to your own beliefs. Yeah. So, (laughs) so powerful to do because the whole point is like you said, like liberating from it where it doesn't matter about other people's experience, only ours and what's going on in our mind really matters for us. Everyone has their own path. Yeah. And I think this is, again, I'm going to just, I'm giving my coach these um, credits because I want to also see that it's not just like I came to this journey on my own. I had these insights on my own, but she talked to me about this where she was like, cause there was a period of time definitely where I was like kind of negative and annoyed about it for sure. I'm not going to pretend I was just like, Oh, it doesn't bother me. 
I was like, this is annoying. And now I feel like I'm showing up with a more negative attitude, which is perpetuating more negativity. And she's like, you have the ability to shift the energy at any time. So what are the things that you love about your husband? And it's like, well, he lets me be me. He lets me fucking talk about the matrix. And he's not like embarrassed or something to it. Yeah. Change your perception. Yeah. So I showed up and I'm like, I'm so happy that you like in my mind, <laughs> I'm so happy. I get to be you. We get to be together, go on this growth journey together, like this journey of life. And all of a sudden the energy in the relationship changed because of me. Yeah. I broke, the, I, broke, I broke the pattern. You know what I mean? But exactly. my own pattern, my own pattern. Totally. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about how, I guess this plays hand in hand, breaking the matrix with manifestation and calling in like abundance. How has that played a role for you? Yeah. The biggest thing for me, I think in the self-help industry, it's like focus on one thing. You need to go all in on one thing. And I did that for many years, like all in on my first travel business fucking collapsed. Thanks for the advice. I had no fucking other revenue streams. Okay. Then I opened up the slept life, which is a curated sleep marketplace and invested in that. And from that point on, I was like, I will never have one thing again because look what happened. And so I'm a multi-passionate person. I think I'd always been fighting that. So one of the reasons, one of the ways I broke free from the matrix in the way I create and show up for work is that I don't follow the societally given ideas of how to build a business, uh, the guidelines to success, the Facebook sales funnels, whatever. I only respond to myself. It's coming back to your own power. What do I want to do? And I love to create all the things. So I have, I still have my travel business trying to resuscitate that. I have the slept life. I have my podcast, Break the Matrix. I still do legal consulting. And then like whatever the fuck else I think about, I just talked to you about planning a live event in 2022. And I just give myself permission to do what I want once, you know, my basic needs are met and I'm not, you know, I I can't just like, uh, I have two kids. I can't just say, sometimes people hear that and they're like, oh, so you're just going to do what you want. That means that somebody else must suffer. Let's fucking end that narrative. I'm so over it. You think I'm like some selfish asshole? No, you can do what you want without saying fuck you to everybody else. It's the energy of being like, I want to do this, but I'm going to also keep in mind of you know, my husband and my family or my friends, it's not like I'm giving them my power, but you do it from an energy of, I know that taking care of me first is going to make me a better friend, creator, wife, mom. And so that to me was the first thing I broke the programming of like, it has to be all in on one thing. That advice right there is good advice. If you're looking to achieve something, I think, because you're putting so much focus on it. Like if that's all you care about, but there was a point in my life where I was like, I already achieved. I didn't feel fucking happy and fulfilled. So I already done that. And I think some people are going to have to like walk that journey and like all on one thing and achieve and then get there. And then maybe, maybe not they'll feel fulfilled or maybe they won't. And then if they're not, then you just decide to build differently next time. Cause you're like, I already did that, but I'm like a type of person that I like to experience it for myself. Yeah. So I don't regret doing it the first way. Like, the, the other way the first time. Cause I'm like, well, let me just fucking, see. I like to work. Let me just grind it out. I was enjoying myself in the process. Like, you know, 60% of the time, it just wasn't as fulfilling as they make it to seem. make it. Seem Why to do you think you weren't fulfilled throughout that? 
because I love to create all different things. And I was forcing myself to, I was going against my own body, my own intuitions, desire to create and just do new things and experience life differently. Like how many of us, again, raising my own hand, we wake up, we do the same fucking thing every day, same job, same email, like same Pilates class, same coffee. And it's like, we're robots. Mm -hmm. Like that is the programming right there. If you look at your life and I've been there too, this is how I know it to be true. And you're like, I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again. You're in a program. Like whether it's your own program, because you've convinced yourself that like achieving and putting all your energy on this thing is like the only thing you're meant to be. And maybe that program is working for you, but if you at all feel like it's not, then you have to break free from the program. So if the programming you put yourself into, it feels good. Great. So when My you left your corporate and you yeah. went into your own, your first entrepreneurial journey of building the travel business, did you find fulfillment doing that? Cause you were creating until it collapsed. No, you no, didn't No. So right were, away. I knew something was wrong right because away. Because why? Because of, because I was alone. I was like so much pressure to like make this. I had put pressure on myself to prove myself. I was in a program, which I didn't realize. And like I said, isolating, like working from home, all my employees were all spread out. And I, at that point I had already like gotten the business off the ground. It was just about scaling. And I was just like, I don't even like the work I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm doing these like, like having to manage manufacturing runs overseas and trying to cold email people and follow up a million times with retailers and all these fire drills and taxes and emails. And like, this is not even fun. Like, I don't care how much money you give me. I don't like this. And then it collapsed. So it was no surprise actually. So I think again, all of that led me to where I was doing. And I actually just um, was accepted as a TEDx speaker. And I just put out a talk and in the talk, and I talked about this in my podcast previously of there's this narrative out there that we need to start with why of like, why are you doing this? And I was doing my travel business to create financial independence and to be my own boss and to create a better life for my family and leave my soul sucking corporate job. But like, I fucking hated what I did every day. So I actually flipped that model upside down on its head. That's where my TEDx talk is. It's called start with what, and it's starting with what you like, enjoy what you're good at, like what excites you. You're going to find so much more fulfillment when you start with what you actually want to do. And then like, you're going to be in such a high vibration, that, like the money's just going to come. And so I've recently pivoted from consumer goods, like to consulting on products and like launching, like developing and launching products for influencers and celebrities. And it fucking lights me up. I love it so much more because I I'm consulting with, I'm creating every day, something different. I'm working with them to almost coach them, you know, spiritually. And just as a mentor, because I've been there on the mindset, the programming that comes up as you're launching and creating a product and putting it out there in the world. And so I pivoted again, like I pivoted so many times because it did not feel in alignment. And so again, you asked me earlier, what was different? Like, how do you build differently? That's like a tangible thing that I shifted to. What do I actually like to do? So like brainstorming all these things. And I was like, I would love to consult. And this is, I, I, when this idea came to me, I was just like, oh my God, of course. And it feels so good because I finally gave myself permission to be like, just what do I want to do? Not why, not the why. And sure, like I'm still doing it for all the reasons, but if you don't like what you do, you're not going to find fulfillment in my opinion. True. And you're not going to be passionate about it. It's clear this lights you up and it's clear that you're so passionate about consulting on the mindset and it makes perfect sense. This is what you should be doing. 
And I think that's how you create fulfillment. Like I'm obsessed with figuring out fulfillment because like you said, so many people, they get into this one track mind of achievement. They get to what they want. And then they're like, well, I'm fucking depressed. Why is that? And I, I don't know, like, I believe that a lot of it comes down to discovering who we are and like the awakening aspect, but then Mm -hmm. people who are, are not awakened still can feel fulfilled. Um, It's just a matter of like, I think really finding what it is that you love. I think it's really as simple sometimes as doing what you want to do versus what you should do. And so you don't need to be awake or, you know, it doesn't really matter your level of consciousness. If you're committing to doing what you want, that is your heart's desire right there. That is like maybe even the first fucking seed of awakening, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's going to bring you to life. I can't imagine how doing more of what you love. Again, I believe we are like love and light intrinsically. So doing, we're going to be an exact match for what we love. And we're going to be putting out the vibration of doing more of what we love. And so sometimes though, it's coupling what we love with how can we make money doing it? Of course. But when we just get so caught up in like the final destination, which also look, my business didn't even work out. I was living for this why that didn't even work out. Like what a waste of fucking time in ways. You know what I mean? And it's like so many of us are waiting for like this big sale or this certain benchmark. And that's not even guaranteed first and foremost. But secondly, again, if you're not doing what you love and what lights you up every day, I just feel like you're not going to be as fulfilled as if you enjoy the work. And so starting with what you love, what you're good at, because also naturally what you're good at is like how you're of service. And that's just going to make you feel, feel good. Because for a while I resisted. I was really good at creating brands and products, but I'm like, I've already done that, you know, something new. And the reality is, is when you're of service, even if you don't love it the most, when you're doing what you're good at, you're going to get recognized. You're going to be of service. So there's something to be said about, even if it's not the thing that you love the most, but you're fucking the best at, it's not an accident. Mm -hmm. That's so true. So I'm curious, like, I mean, it sounds like you're, the most fulfilled you've ever been? Like, are you, do you, what does your most fulfilled life look like? And like, what are you calling into your life right now? So when you said that my body was like, no, because there's one more thing missing and it's the money. And so I'm finally now, it took two years to step into like, I still have dreams of, you know, a million dollars in my bank account. So being awake doesn't mean like all of a sudden you stop achieving or having goals. It's more, how can you build from an aligned place? Mm -hmm. And so I am fulfilled, but like the agency has just started and I'm haven't even shared it publicly. I've only been kind of taking on clients behind the scenes. So I haven't really stepped into making money in a soul alignment and like I think once I prove to myself that like that is possible, I will be the most fulfilled. But I mean, it sounds like this is what you're supposed to do. Like hundred percent. I give I feels very just, aligned. Yeah. Like the inner work though, it's just, it's, there's this misbelief that it's fulfilling and, and uh, so expansive and yes. And really lots of depression, lots of dark nights of the soul, like lots of doubt, lots of fear, lots of breaking free from the old programming, lots of facing old trauma. And so it's hard after like two years of doing that to be like, oh my God, I I do feel so clear and, and aligned. Yes. Fulfilled. Not quite yet because I've only shed away so much so that I can create a foundation that is so fucking strong. And to me as such a creator, I think once I start building now upon that foundation, then ask me in a year, my, I'm manifesting that in a year I will be like, I'm the most fulfilled I've ever been because this last year has been like stripping away and making space for more. And I think that everybody, as we go into the new year, depending on where you're at, 
don't put so much pressure on yourself to build, create, and do because the biggest change in my energy came from the undoing, the letting go, the collapsing, the walking away from, and that is what the past two years of my life has, has looked yes. like. And so the money hasn't, you know, come to the levels I want yet because I haven't been focusing on that, but I'm ready. And so don't rush and start building on a foundation that isn't steady. That resonates so deeply for me. I think once I, when COVID forced me to like literally stop doing everything because it ripped the rug out from under me is when I started undoing and that's when things started falling into place. And it just makes you realize like sometimes less is more and this whole like hustle, you got to work really hard and like prioritize over everything. It's just like, that's a fucking program that we all need to dismantle. A hundred percent. That's what I was doing this past year. My intention for this year and feel free to steal this. If this feels like 2022 for you, like for me, 2022 is like building, like break the matrix. It's called break, break the matrix agency. Like that's going to be like birth into the world, like on a public platform. That's what next year is this last year, my intention, and it was on my podcast, fucking proof. Like it's not made of was ease. I said, how can I show up to this year with so much ease? And what does ease look like? Slowing down, taking your time, allowing inspiration to move you, not forcing things through you. I literally tattooed it on my arm at the beginning of this year, force because I will, my intention for the year was not to force anything. And anytime I felt myself forcing something, I stopped. I remembered my intention for the year because I also, it has a double meaning, a triple meaning actually, because I believe that like we are forces of nature and we are being guided by an invisible force. So when you anchor into those two truths, you don't need to force shit. Mm -mm. Yeah. So that was how I allowed myself to deprogram from this idea that we need to go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. I used to be like of that mindset. And there's a time and place for that, of course. But I just knew this year I needed a, a year of ease and allowing myself to sit on the couch and journal without guilt that I should be doing something else or take a nap because I'm tired or do yoga because that was good for my mindset. And I still showed up and I thought that programming showed up as guilt and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean I didn't feel it, but I thought it I, actually, we probably changed our language around that fighting. I just allowed it to, I witnessed the emotion versus reacted to the emotion. And so I witnessed it and I was like, okay, I feel guilty. And I'm like, tell yourself, reprogram. Like, this is whatever you need to tell yourself. This is productive right now. This is a value right now. This is like, you are worthy to rest or whatever. Reprogram all year long so that I, I relearned a new pace of which to operate from. Yes. Oh my God. Like I have the chills. Cause it's like so true. And I think everyone listening going into 2022, like that's such great advice of just like releasing the pressure and don't try to force anything. Cause when you're forcing, it's like, you're trying to, you're suffocating your goals cause you're controlling. And like, that just gives off energy of lack of like, I don't have it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you asked about manifestation earlier. That was how I opened up for my manifestations as I slowed down. And I said, like, I trust, and I'm still acting, but you want to know what programming came up when I slowed down Yeah. The programming of like, you need to achieve or like, you're not a value. So then I got to deal with that. So fucking slow down and creating space. I'm telling you what comes is healing opportunities. So if you're not it's down true. for that, but that is what happened. You only can hear your own fucking self-limiting thoughts and beliefs 
when you slow down. So slowing down, it wasn't just about relearning a pace. It was about hearing the old narratives about, you know, reprogramming mindsets that were no longer of service. So again, everybody's on different stages of this, but it was the best intention I ever had. And I had to face the fact that no, I didn't make the money. I didn't achieve what I wanted. I still fucking did so much because <laughs> I, I allowed myself to be pulled into, you know, I, Oh my God, of course. Right. I created an agency. I launched break the matrix podcast. I created break the matrix agency. I got my first clients for that. So I'm not saying like go slow, fucking do nothing, eat bonbons and watch Netflix. <laughs> no, I allowed inspiration to, to lead me. And I, I found financial stability so that I could have my basic needs met. So I could just create for a year and see what came of it. Yeah. And not just go, go, go. Cause for me, I suffered with the guilt too, a lot like, yeah. Oh, you should be doing this, this, and this, like you're slacking, but it's like, catch yourself when you hear those thoughts, because that's counterproductive. You know, if you're actually just doing shit to do it and you're not letting like actually how you're feeling, you're not actually listening to that and doing it, you're just not going to let things flow and the inspiration come to you or these ideas, like all these different ventures you, you just got into this year and, and created are so amazing. And like, you probably wouldn't have had those come through if you were go, go, go. And just like, doing absolutely shit not. Do it. Yeah, absolutely not. Because you can hear yourself. You can really get into alignment and create from a space of alignment. And actually between season one and season two is when I found my coach, you know, how you like find a coach that you love. And then like, you're kind of have their, your time with them. And then you're like, when will the next one come? You know? Yeah. And Oh, weird. Right. When I created space there, she came, yeah. you know, when you create space, like the universe will fill it. And I always say like, even it's not just creating space and doing less of what you hate or what drains you. Yes. It's also sometimes walking away from things that you like so that you can create space for things that you love. It's like, whoa, no, no, I can't do that. No, like how empty can you get in the new year? How much can you like make space so that when an opportunity comes in, you're so fucking lit up about it. Otherwise it's a no. I mean, that's a challenge I had. And I, I'm just blown away by the things that were created in the space that I created. Break the Matrix was born. The agency was born. My coach was found. Like so much goodness came from the, just the ability to be like, I'm walking away from this and I don't know. And I'm going to sit in the stillness and I'm going to go, I'm going to do less. And there it came. And then you also have the time to assess, is this in alignment? And one more thing I just feel called to share, because this was something I fought. And as people like rely on social media, or maybe they want to start a podcast in the new year. I want you to remember that the algorithm and the coaches out there that are teaching people how to grow their following or build a podcast or build a business or coaching, whatever, they are likely speaking from maybe a time where the algorithm wasn't fucking just like burying content and like all the things. I don't know if that's making sense. My point is don't feel like your efforts when you show up like if they're, if the, if your social media thing, your podcast isn't getting a million things, it's so much more saturated than it was. Don't look to those things as like any sort of measure as to if you're on the right path or if what you're doing matters. I like posted, a, I thought a very impactful IG thing the other day. And it's like 29 legs. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I put so much time into this. And it's like, you have to just trust that those 29 people were the 29 that had to see it. And this, the Instagram algorithm or the number of downloads on your podcast, or the number of sales in your business 
is not an indicator of if you're on the right path. If you are especially in a, a brand new period where you're rebirthing and starting over, we're like little babies. You gotta crawl. You have to fucking take your time. And there are a lot of people with a head start with a following or they started at a time where podcasts maybe weren't as saturated. And so don't look to your numbers as any sort of validation if you're on the right path. You only need to look to yourself and if you're excited for the work and what your intuition is telling you. Such like truth right there and powerful advice to give everyone. Don't get caught up in the the metrics, the numbers, like I've seen so many success stories of people, you know, doing speeches and only one person showed up and now they speak in front of thousands of people. And you just have to, yeah, like you said, follow what feels good, what you're feeling called to do. You're, there's no coincidences. You're not, you, you feel called using for a reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's old thinking. That's like linear 3d thinking in the world of manifestation, in the quantum world, it's like infinite possibilities. Do you think the fucking quantum world cares about your fucking IG account? It doesn't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm not like, you know, whatever. It just cares about your highest well-being. Yep. In your highest, like, act of service in your best life. That's what it cares about. And so that can look like, we're so programmed to think it has to look like numbers and sales in our bank account. But like, how do you fucking feel? Do you feel good? Do you feel lit up? Cause it's going to fucking happen for you. It's mm -hmm. gonna, when you free yourself from the programming, from the numbers, from the metrics, from the ability to like the desire to achieve, it's going to happen because you're going to fucking just open up and become a magnet, but you have yeah. to start from fucking square one. We don't just start like with a million dollars. We have to take our time. Yep. And okay. So I loved it. And the question, I know we got super deep and got real this whole episode, but since it's real with Teal, I love asking, like, what are you trying to get more real about for 2022? Mm. I think the desire for money. And I think that's why I pushed myself to answer that question authentically, because I already feel like this year was me standing in my truth and telling the truth, which I've always done a good job at, but, but filtered some of it for mm -hmm. fear of making somebody else uncomfortable. And I just feel like there's this uh, idea in spirituality or, um, when you're in your purpose that you will do it for free and you don't need to collect money and you don't, when you become awake, you're, you don't want the mansion or the million dollars and yes. And you can still desire it. Like, I don't need those things to validate who I am anymore. I understand exactly what money will bring to my life and my ability to amplify my message and my service and create new experiences for my family. And I'm okay with just having my basic needs met because I've fucking been there and I'm okay with that. So I'm just trying to own the fact that like, this is the year that I want to call in like my highest revenue yet. And so getting real about the fact that you can desire money and, and have big dreams and build empires and be in alignment and, you know, spiritually and spiritual and all the things it's not a, and, or it's a, mm -hmm. it's a both. And you will call on that money. I have zero doubts, you know, and I'm excited for next year for you. Yeah. Thank you. I just feel excited for the fact that it's the first time in my life that I'm like ready to call in money and I'm just expecting it because I'm just so excited. And I know it's coming from a place of just anything extra is abundance at this point. And I'm just so thankful for all that I've had to pay my bills and to wonder about that. I've like worked through so much shit the past two years that any money, it's just going to be like fucking a cherry on top. And I'm like ready for all the cherries. Yep. And you're going to get 
all the fucking cherries <laughs> and I know it. But Tiffany, I'm so grateful that you were able to just be so raw and authentic and it takes a lot of courage. And I just want to really thank you for that. And I know it's going to really impact and bring value to a lot of listeners. So I'm super grateful that you were able to share today. Oh, you're so welcome. And thanks for being you and showing up and putting yourself out there and creating this podcast and going for it and not letting fear hold you back. I mean, fucking you are my people. So I'm so proud of you and thank you for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, please feel free to share it on social or with a friend. And if you haven't yet gotten the chance to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and can take a second out of your day to do so, I would be so grateful. Thanks again for listening. I deeply appreciate you all and make sure you remember to keep it real.